talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity. What's up? Gentlemen. Hey, boys. Got a good one today. <laughs> you want to you wanna take a shot? Why? <laughs> I'm not a shot I want taker. a shot. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a lover, there. not a fighter. Come baby. on, my compadres. All right, let's look at the t-shirts for today. Rocket propelled chainsaw launcher is on the on the chest of Brent Allen, wearing his Guardians of the Galaxy hat. That's impressive. Some brand new uh, royal blue Converse. He's had those tennis shoes a little while yeah. for a month. Okay. For a month. They look new. They look newer than yeah. I they would look for me in a month. And then uh Kevin over here is styling some uh FUBUs. No. <laughs> They're vans, man. Oh, vans. vans yeah. ah, FUBU vans. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Pair of uh faded not faded, um stonewashed jeans. Whoa. They they all that you know I'm actually in the wedding singer now. Or something like, what in the world? Kevin, I'm actually a little worried because those are awfully awfully dangerously close to skinny jeans. Uh, they're they're not. They're pretty tight. They're there, I'm just saying. Dude, I don't know. You're the worship leader, so I guess skinny right. jeans are in your That's repertoire. Right. They are. And then you're wearing a, a a comic shirt with a lightning bolt. Is that the Flash? That's the Flash. See, see, I today, know. Let's make today's topic just. Cartoon characters and, and uh, no hat for the superheroes and yeah. And then of course I am looking all GQ. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah, we won't tell them what I'm wearing. Uh, it's to hide the paint on my body from nice. painting. Well, anyway. I did notice though that he did not bring his house shoes with him today. <laughs> <laughs> I found my shoes, guys. Look, I found my shoes. We're they are covered impressed. in sheetrock dust. I guess that dates when we're doing this, huh? All right. Well, hey, we have a good topic today. Actually, it's uh, it's a topic I think that that all of us deal with at some point or another, probably more so than we realize. And it's and it's this: What do I do when someone wrongs me? Because you know, in life, we're going to be wronged. It's going to happen. There's going to be tension in relationships. Somebody's going to do something to offend us, or mm-hmm. uh, really to uh, insult us, or you know, just all these things. So. Mm-hmm. Let's, talk, let's, let's jump off the cliff. What do we do when somebody wrongs us? Brent's going to say, so let's start with... Well, let's, let, let's start with a <laughs> once often quoted movie line, but not as much anymore. From you the ain't great, first, you're last. <laughs> from the great Monty Python oh. and the Holy yeah. Grail. I fought in my general direction. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was totally... <laughs> Can, can you well, give a, you know what what did they do they didn't like what when king arthur and the mighty men came up so they launched cows at them and fruits and they would fart in their general direction and that was <laughs> yes i thought you were saying fought <laughs> but you're talking boston fought this was a french actually they were the oh. french invading england but yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, can, can this get any worse? Let's do it. This is a fun one. Let's keep going. In the general direction. You know what? Actually, there's some theological truth in that. Because we we oftentimes, when somebody wrongs us, that's our response. Let's not do something um, uh, blatant. You know, let's not do something confrontational. Let's just let's just, just do a drive-by, right? Let's do something that... that that insults them back, but let's kind of do it passive aggressively. You think that that's a 
Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it depends. I, I, yeah, passive aggressive is very, very prevalent. I mean, I don't do it. I mean, yeah, I of course not. No. Hmm. I, I think you know when when I'm wronged, and you're wrong. We've all been wronged. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> Whoa, that was so weird. Um. I don't know that I handle it now as the same way that I handled it years ago. Um, it, mainly because it doesn't hurt as much now. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't hurt as much because um, I don't know. Life has just taught me that it'll be all right, kind of thing. So, but you're also from your description, your your DNA, your wiring is typically a happy-go-lucky type of person. So for you, that it's life experience, but it's also partly the way that you're wired to where maybe you can get over it a little bit quicker than others who are not yeah. necessarily wired that way. Sort well, sort of. But the only other issue, though, would, for me would be somebody who's in the past has struggled with approval. So um, you know, I think more helping has been just overcoming the the idol of approval in my life that you know that this person doesn't like me. It doesn't really, that doesn't hurt me like it used to. You know, it's not a, um, it's not a rejection of me and my whole person. It it does hurt, you know, because you don't like somebody to be opposed to you, but it's, it's not cutting as deep as it used to. Doesn't mean it still doesn't sting a little bit, but it's not, for example, in the past, you know, there's an issue, church, anywhere, you know, um, it's the kind of thing that would kind of, take me back and, and and it may take me a while to get out of that and now then I might go overboard trying to make it right with them or you know whatever 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 um now rather than it being a long you know month or six month or just just <laughs> wait about it I just need to get out of the office go cool off for an hour you know go chill out and I'm good after a while so it's it's the length of time doesn't take nearly as long now doesn't it all really, though, depend upon the level of offense? Because we really can't answer this question, what do I do when somebody wrongs me, until we define what the wrong is. Because my reaction to a non-essential wrong might be what you're saying, just, you know, eh, it, it, it's them. But my reaction to a serious gut-level, integrity, um, challenging wrong it's that's a little bit, you, you handle that differently. Yeah, you know, and you also have to, you have to figure out if, Okay, so there's a lot of things to this. First of all, you have to self-inspect and go, am I at fault here at all? Is there something that needs to, because it possibly has happened in my past that it was actually me. Um, but if if truly you were wronged, they've done something to you, you're not at fault. Um, if it's a major wrong, well, now you've got the decision, do I just blow this off and just let this go? Or do I actually have now the weight of doing something about this situation like I need to make potentially make this situation even worse because I need to confront this person back and say, this is not acceptable. And that's harder, especially somebody who has approval issues. Um, you know, but sometimes that is the call that I got to do something about this. This is because it's, it's not just hurting me. It, it could potentially be hurting somebody else and their family, whatever it may be. So I just dug us further in on this one, I guess. Yeah. And if you really love somebody, somebody who has wronged you, there's a motivation behind the wrong. 
most of the time. Sometimes it's ignorance. I mean, sometimes they generally, genuinely don't know they've done anything wrong. They don't see anything wrong. But sometimes there's a meaning behind it, and so they were trying to do something to hurt you, which means there's something going on in their life that um, by you confronting that, you're actually giving them an opportunity to say, hey, this is what's going on. And so it's an act of love, or at least it can be an act of love. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this to the surface because that wrong that you wronged against me was actually a passive-aggressive way of saying, hey, is there something messed up in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but being wronged is um, sometimes not our fault at all. There are sometimes, sometimes that we literally did nothing wrong and somebody sure. wrongs us. And then sometimes it's, it, it's a mixed fault. Right. I was talking to somebody in an accident not too long ago, and they said that the uh, the police told them that they actually assign, they being the police, they assign value a value of fault. You know, you, you might be 10% at fault, the other vehicle is 90%, or if there's multiple cars, each 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 car gets a percentage of the fault. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm actually not sure if the police do that or if the insurance yeah. companies do that, probably the insurance more than anybody else. But, you know, there's a chain reaction. And so what you're saying, I think what I heard you say is we need to first stop before we re- respond yeah. and say, okay, what part of this was something that I did? And it yeah. could be as simple as I assumed that when I said the word uh, uh, two that, that you thought I actually meant three. I, I, I or or I thought you yeah. I, I assumed you, you knew what two meant. Maybe you yeah. didn't. So, you know, there's confusion yeah. of terms there. Could be. It, it can be a, a variety of things. It, but definitely we have to stop and just kind of figure it out. Old old phrase, but it's so true, it's cliche almost, but it's true that hurting people hurt people. Um, you know, sometimes it's just there's a hurting person that you're gonna get it because uh you remind them of somebody or you're an authority figure, or you're the easiest target, whatever it may be. Um, you know, if it's a situation like that, you're dealing with the, the symptom of whatever they're angry at, it's not even, that's not even the issue. So, um, you know, you got to figure it out. you got to figure out what's actually going on here, or else it can just be this petty fight, you know, that's never getting to the root of it. But I think it's important to self-inspect because we are honest. I mean, we're we're human beings too, and we we have past. And I'm I'm not saying us, just the three of us in this room, but listeners, you know. Oh, we got skeletons, baby. Well, everybody does. Deep, it, deep in the closet. Everybody is a product of our past yeah. to some extent, and so we have formed who we are over the years, and um, and and even and even kind of a. Uh, I'm going to let you talk in a minute. I'm talking a lot here. but And even kind of just made ourselves that identity like, okay, I'm just uh, I'm just an aggressive person. Okay, I'm just, well, I'm just, uh, you know, a, a hardcore person. I'm just, I'm just a tell-like-it-is kind of person. Yeah. Well, you're not maybe at nature, but you've made yourself into this rough-shell kind of person because uh, it's your own protective defense mechanism. And so, you know, sometimes as we're getting closer we push back, you know, because we don't want, I can't let that go. We can't let that demeanor go, that outside, that shell go. Because then I'm revealed for who I really am. Wow. <laughs> when I process this, I've been been thinking that just as when it comes to each of us as individuals and healing, 
when we talk about healing, we're talking physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I think we are wronged or had a potential of being wronged and wronging others in all three of those categories as well. So in a physical offense may be handled differently or the way that I respond to that may be different than a emotional an emotional yeah. offense or even a spiritual offense. And we look at all of all three of those and say, well, you know, each of them will be handled a little bit different. If somebody knocks me down, well, there's something that has to be dealt with in that very moment. Yeah. So that's a, that's a physical type of thing. But you think about that. We've got listeners and we've known people in our own lives who are children who are who are in the moment being physically abused by yeah. uh, a parent or a, or an adult type of figure. Yeah. You've got relationships where physical abuse is happening. And then you've got relationships where emotional. How am I hurt? How do I offend people emotionally? Mm. Could be with the words. But we also live in a world where, quite honestly, I, I have no idea what the percentage is. I But guessing, I would say that there's more of a percentage of people being hurt emotionally from communication outside of a face-to-face conversation. So that's, that is that kind of that passive aggressive. I put something on social media. Oh, yeah, I put yeah, something yeah. on a letter. I, I write something. I post something. Somebody else tells somebody else who tells somebody else who tells somebody mm-hmm. else. And then all of a sudden word gets back to me and mm-hmm. all these different hurts. And honestly, we don't even know where the truth is and where the truth began. And then you get the spiritual, you know, the, where we spiritualize one of you were talking about earlier, yeah. you, you spiritualize, well, I'm just going to tell you like it is because what you did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And even our approach is not encouraging and edifying and equipping and, and building people up. So uh, the, the way that we respond and the way we act in those situations can be spiritually harming to others. Yeah, so you've got all of those different dynamics that are that are going on, which every one of them would, I think, could be summed up in James chapter one, where... James says, be quick to listen, slow mm-hmm. to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. I think that's true in an emotional, a physical, and a, a spiritual type of offense that may be happening toward us. Mm-hmm. Most of us have a slow to listen, quick to speak, and quick to become angry mentality. Yeah. It's our nature, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. It, it is. We, that's what we're fighting against, but that is our sin nature, our selfish nature. You ever notice how quickly we also want to vindicate ourselves? When, when we're wronged, that we, we instantly want to jump out and say, hey, let me just tell you the truth. And I think back to the, to the pattern of Jesus. He rarely, if ever, did that. He, um, well, I mean, Isaiah 53 says, like a, like a lamb before the shears was silent, he didn't even open his mouth. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could be vindicated and could vindicate himself, it could have been, it, it should have been Jesus. But he had a, uh, he had, well, you know what? He had the nature of a servant. He didn't. He didn't seem to need to prove anything to people who weren't um, able to receive what he wanted to say. It's. It's almost like he. He said, "You know, I really don't care what you think of me because I know who I am, and I know that the work that I've come to do is more important than your opinion of me." Uh, man, that's a. That's a powerful way to live. So based on what you just said, what is your take on vindicating and standing up for yourself? Well, I don't think it's a uh, uh, an either or because there there were times when he vindicated himself himself when um, the soldier slapped him and said, "Don't you know who you're talking to?" And uh, Jesus replied, "Said, look, you have you would have no authority over me except that which my Father gives to you, or not authority, but you." Basically, you can't do anything that my father doesn't let you do. So there was a, a sense of vindication in that. I hope I didn't mm-hmm. j- jarble or garble that story too much. Um, 
<clears throat> so there is, I think when truth is at stake, vindication is probably more justified. When when reputation is at stake to the point of injuring um, the kingdom of God, or when it's a, just a flat out lie, I think vindication might be more just. Not might, but it's probably more justified. Mm-hmm. But I think when it's simply somebody's own, when it doesn't really affect anybody else, and it's not really a a, a major truth issue, that the, may, maybe that's the case where you go. You know what? I'm just not going to waste breath because you're not supposed to argue with the fool essentially i mean you can't you can't waste time arguing with the fool or somebody who doesn't want to believe something so truth issues you know something that's black and white honestly that that's one scenario but let's take it let's think about something that's more just opinion based and and a a situation that is not that big a deal but it becomes a big deal and two personalities get involved and now they're just and it's us and somebody else, and it's just now it's conflicted because it's it's personalities and everything's going on. So I think a practical way to handle something like that would be to to have the face to face, and rather than jockeying for position and trying to prove the rightness of our side versus their side, maybe over nothing, you know, would be to handle it with a little bit of honesty. And the opening of that conversation could be look, I've been really mad at you and I don't want to be, you know, I mean, that, that's kind of a honesty, but then a, but then a, a let down a little bit, like, let's, can we have this conversation, you know, and I want to, and then listen, talk, listen, talk, you know, go back and forth. And on that, I'm talking about something that's not a big, big, big issue, you know, that something that's obviously wrong, but because I think that's probably a lot more what we're talking about here than the things that are blatantly wrong we just got to handle those but these other situations um we can't handle those the same way we can't just discard somebody and go you're a complete idiot you know we can't just turn them off well i don't know that would be kind of nice to do yeah it would be easier it would definitely be easier Uh, that's easier and passive aggressive is easier um but you know so let's try to sorry let's try to put these things in a logical blocking if you will not so Let's try to let's try to talk through the reasons why somebody would be hurtful, and and, and ha- or or what we can do to understand why they're hurtful. For instance, well, you just said it a minute ago: hurt people, hurt people. Right. So when somebody wrongs me, the first thing I or one of the first things I need to start thinking, I need to think about is what's the motivation? Why did they hurt me? Well, they're just an evil person. That's a possibility. They've had a really bad day, and I was just the easiest punching bag. That's a possibility. We don't we don't necessarily excuse those, but we have a little understanding, com- compassion from it. Um, not the evil part, but so what, what about somebody? Just they've got an idea, but that idea is um, rejected. But then they don't take it as their idea is rejected. They take it as they personally. Rejected. Yeah, it's a very so they have an approval addiction of some type. And so it, they've taken it very, very personally. You don't like me anymore. And so then they're, they're mad at yeah. you because you've rejected them, even though you haven't. And if we know the why, then we'll know the what. Yeah. So uh, here, here's what I, here's a statement. I think we respond to people who hurt us with a what without knowing why, because mm-hmm. the what determines how you respond. Would you agree with that? Does that make sense? 
So in other words, if I know that you've hurt me because you just had a death in the family, then I respond to you in a, in, in, in a certain way. But if I know you hurt me because you have a, vin, uh, a vendetta against me, I respond to you a different way. Right. Because one of them was hurt out of hurt. The other was hurt out of anger. Two totally separate situations. Yeah. So that's why I say if we know the why, then we can know the what, the what to do next. Which can be hard to discover that sometimes because yeah. it's not always, you know, death in the family recently, we, we could see that one. But, you know, a, a failed marriage from 15 years ago that was abusive, we may not even know about that. So, True. You know what I'm saying? So that we're bundles of emotions and messes, honestly. Well, let's also be honest that the majority of us do not verbalize our deepest hearts, right. uh, hearts, desires, and our biggest hurts. And we carry these things, but even those closest to us may not even know about it. And so it's not always a, a as simple as it's not that it, not that you were saying it was simple, Jeff. But it's not as it's not simply I got to figure out what's going on in their heart and their life because, quite honestly, depending on the relationship, I may never know that. Yeah. And so I still have to carry that weight of what do I do in this situation? How do I respond and not react? How do I love them in the name of Jesus? How am I quick to listen and slow to speak? When do I speak and when do I not speak? And the answer to every one of those is through prayer and asking for guidance of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Where that gets more difficult is when it's in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. If it is that verbal confrontation, that physical confrontation where it's it's not as easy to think and process and be quick to listen, slow to speak, because my hands come up, the dukes come out, we're ready to start fighting. But when it's when it's a response through email and Facebook and mm -hmm. and other types of outlets such as that, it does give me an opportunity to pray through it and think about it and process it and do a little bit of research before I have to have a chance to really figure out what's going on and know how to do that. And honestly, at the end of the day, we can respond in gentleness and kindness and, and we can respond in love and in truth and it's still not changed that other person. They're still mad at us, and there's nothing we can do. We've apologized. Yeah. We've got on our hands and knees and raised our hands up and said, I am so sorry for whatever I've done, and we'll even name it, and yet the other person does not forgive us. And, and they carry that for years and years and years. At some point, we have to let that go because yeah. we cannot change that in that person. Our responsibility is the truth and love. Our responsibility mm -hmm. is to own up for our mistakes truly in the heart of hearts be penitent and ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. but it's not on us whether or not the other person receives right. that now it is on us when the other person asks us for forgiveness whether or not we we give it back that is on us and we're accountable yeah. for that for we're, we're called to forgive and we're called not to judge and so all of these examples that jesus gave us through his lifestyle and through his teachings are how we kind of sum that up in, in the way that we live, the way that we live and the way that we walk that out on a day in, day out basis. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I'm the one that's accountable to God, not the other person. Let me let me say that a little bit differently. I'm not accountable to God for that other person. I'm accountable right. for God for my actions, for my forgiving of them and my asking forgiveness of them or from them, depending on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Proverbs 15, 1. I was lo actually looking up the verse when you mentioned it. Says a gentle answer turns away wrath, hmm. and that that's so true, isn't it? You can turn a situation so quickly, oftentimes by just a gentle answer, 
not escalating, but de-escalating. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with the tone of your voice, the mm-hmm. calmness of, of of your of your your body language. Now, sometimes it takes a little while with with the calmness. But you know, you you have a kid who's freaked out about something, which. Uh, it's funny because I saw this video yesterday of a little kid and his father, and the father did the whole ear trick, you know, where he goes, hey, you got your ear, and puts his yeah. thumb between his fingers. It's a good one. And Classic. the kid went, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The kid went ballistic. He's like, Wah! I mean, just screaming his head off. And the dad, just, it's, it's, it's okay, buddy, here, let me put it back. And just, you could see the de-escalation just by mm-hmm. a calm reaction from the dad. Of course, he caused the reaction in the first place, mm-hmm. but it's the point still the same. A steady, stable person can help another person who's chaotic and freaked out come back to earth, come yeah. back, you know, come back level, yeah. which is important, very important. Well, we'll flip this thing just a little bit. We don't have much time left, but um, the whole podcast has been about uh, how to handle a situation when we're wronged. But as we're sitting here talking about, it, we've talked a little bit about passive aggressive today. Maybe we can talk a little bit to the person who is a passive aggressive. Um, because that seems to be a lot of people, mm-hmm. honestly. That's a, that's an easy way to handle uh, wrong situations, but probably the, one of the worst. No, I think it is the worst way to handle a situation because passive-aggressive, if you're handling a passive-aggressive situation, or if you're handling a, wrong, a situation passive-aggressively, what you are doing is every time you do that, you are bottling up more and more and more negative stuff. Um, there is a explosion waiting to happen um so just to that one to that person that's listening that that's the coping method that's that's not good (laughs) let me let me read a definition for those who might be confused about what passive aggressive is uh it's an adjective it says uh denoting a type of behavior or personality characterized by indirect resistance to the demands of others and an avoidance of direct confrontation, as in procrastinating, pouting, or misplacing important materials. So the vague Facebook post, if you ever want to have a relationship with somebody, you cannot lie to their face and then tell them that you think that they're a great person. I won't stand for that. So they didn't name who. They went public with it. And and. You know, it, it's the epitome of, I mean, this this is harsh, but it's the epitome of acting like a, a toddler because you're, you're essentially saying, hey, I want the person who I need to talk to to read this and then have a repentance, a repentant heart, and then come tell me how sorry they are for what they did to me, but I'm not going to go talk to them in person. I mean, it's the... It's the ultimate. Yeah. Sometimes of, the passive is even more passive than that, though. Like it's it's like okay, well, you don't like me. Well, I'm just not going to talk to you. I'm just yeah, gonna just ignore to, you. I'll just and, ignore and you. And so that person doesn't even know there's an issue, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and but what you know is if you're the passive aggressive, is you're getting angrier and angrier by the minute because it's it's not even working. You're, and, you know. Then you're in you're in the nursing home and going. Uh, Hey, how how you you seem to not like me? Say so, yeah, but remember when you were in third grade yeah. and I was in fourth and you took my barbecue sauce off the table? Yeah. I've held that against you the yeah. whole time. I mean, yeah. really, it, it's it's a it's not a silly thing, but but it's a it's an unproductive thing. But it is a defense mechanism that is prevalent, and I've done it myself, to be quite honest, and it it never produces the right never. results. So I just I, that's that's something that needs to. But now, somebody is passive aggressive to get from that point to 
now actually dealing with that. That's, that's, there's some growth that needs to happen because you don't go the other extreme and go, all right, I'm just going to lamb blast yeah. everybody. So don't go there. It, it's those healthy conversations that maybe the opening sentence is, hey, can we talk? Uh, you've done some things that have hurt me. And then the conversation has started. Um, or, you know, I, I feel is a good is a good I way feel. to say it, too, because. Okay, okay, here's the difference. If you if you, if I say to you, "Hey, you've done some things to hurt me," well, that's an accusation, and that that's a definite. You did something mm-hmm. that hurt me. When the truth might be, you did something that shouldn't have hurt me, but I took it as hurtful. Right. So for me to say, "I feel like you've done some things to hurt mm-hmm. me," that kind of puts it on a neutral ground and says, "You know what? It could be your fault. It could be my fault." I'm not really interested in, in assigning blame. I'm interested in healing the relationship. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's as a pastor, you know, you get all, all kinds of situations that you had no idea you did it, and yet you're, you're in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. One particular time, just vaguely remember this, but um, somebody was angry because they, they felt like I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, well, why, why would you think that? Well, just last Sunday, you looked right at me and then turned and walked the other way and talked to somebody else. And I'm thinking to myself, number one, I don't remember that. But number two, how far apart were we? And number three, do you think, how do you know I saw you? How do you know I actually looked at you? I might have looked your direction. But you see, all these things happen. And, and it's like, how, how, how would I know this? Yeah. How would I know this? Um, but that's but that's life. That, that, that's the way it works for everybody, every not just day. not just preacher land. No, no. Practical advice. Uh, post on Facebook. Very very crit- critical, and then it ends with an LOL. Don't do that. Another one is <laughs> in life in real life talking to somebody, and it's very critical, and then go ha 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 and make the laugh at the end of it. That isn't literal LOL. Don't do that. That yeah. is, that's a that's a passive aggressive. That. Um, Mixed I, messages. I have seen critical come out of a smiling face, um, and that's a hurting person. Yeah, and and there's also truth in our jokes. And I think that may or may not have been what you were saying, but we we will oftentimes address a serious issue by making yeah. a sarcastic joke about sure. it, and that's not helpful. No. Because if you if you want somebody to hear you, you have to speak clearly. Do not assume they know what you're talking about. Wow. There we go. Take time, self-reflection, check and see if any of it's truth about, if it's directed toward you, if any of it's truth about you. Then take it to prayer and ask God how to handle the situation. And then hopefully through a face-to-face conversation, choosing intentional, soft-spoken, loving words address a situation in love and in truth, see where it goes from there. Agreed. But you're only accountable for yourself. Agreed. Yeah, and I would I would I would echo all of those things and maybe even add that um, the goal is reconciliation, not assigning blame. So go ahead and put down your sword and approach with uh, approach with a basket of figs. I mean, really, that's you, you approach with something that's pleasing. I don't know why I said figs. I was that thinking, was random. I was just thinking this. I was actually thinking there has to be some meaning behind figs, but um, you know, a, a, approach with a genuine desire. And here's the reason why because we love the person, mm-hmm. love covers over a multitude of offenses. Yep. That's the way you go through it. Yep. 
Yep. All right, boys. 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 <laughs> Love it. What's up? Yeah. Hey, we need shirts. We really do need shirts. We have shirts. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean like, no, not well. I got gotcha, you. Whatever. Yeah. Like, like just sayings or something. We could sell them. Yeah, <laughs> to our massive audience, and and all the people that buy them could. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out right now. If you would like one of our custom <laughs> messy Christianity custom. t-shirts, that's right. I want you to send us a message. We'll see. We'll just put the other. Okay. Yeah, Let's do it. This would be awesome if this happens. So, how much are they going to be? Uh, for the first one hundred. <laughs> At a bargain basement rate of $8. $8. You know what? $8 is a fair price. But then we'd have to make change. Let's do 10 Okay, 10 let's $10. Do ten, let's do 10 That's and let's, for the and first let's, 100 And let's give $2 of that 10 to something charitable. All right. Like my fishing fund. <laughs> All right, we better close it. We're getting downhill. All right, later. We'll talk to you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.